Good morning. I hope you are well, and I pray that you are happy. Each day during this sacred triduum, we will spend time in prayer and reflect on the Word. I'm Father John, and this podcast is meant to to feed your soul and provide a moment of calm. You are a blessing and a gift. God loves you very much. I want to thank you for joining me today on this Good Friday. We begin with Psalm 31, verse 2, 6, 12 to 13, 15 to 16, 17, 25. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Together, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, rescue me. Into your hands, I commend my spirit. You will redeem me, O Lord, O faithful God. For all my foes, I am an object of reproach, a laughingstock to my neighbors and a dread to my friends. They who see me abroad flee from me. I am forgotten like the unremembered dead. I am like a dish that is broken. But my trust is in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. In your hands is my destiny. Rescue me from the clutches of my enemies and my persecutors. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your kindness. Take courage and be stout-hearted all you who hope in the Lord. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Together, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Our reading for today is taken from Isaiah, chapter 52, verse 13 to 58, 12. See, my servant shall prosper. He shall be raised high and greatly exalted. Even as many were amazed at him, so marred was his look beyond human semblance and his appearance beyond that of the sons of man. So shall he startle many nations. Because of him, kings shall stand speechless. For those who have not been told shall see. Those who have not heard shall ponder it. Who would believe what we have heard? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up like a sapling before him, like a shoot from the parched earth. There was in him no stately bearing to make us look at him, nor appearance that would attract us to him. He was spurned and avoided by people, a man of suffering, accustomed to infirmity, one of those from whom people hide their faces, spurned, and we held him in no esteem. Yet it was our infirmities that he bore, our sufferings that he endured, while we thought of him as stricken, 
as one smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our offenses, crushed for our sins. Upon him was the chastisement that makes us whole. By his stripes we were healed. We had all gone astray like sheep, each following his own way. But the Lord laid upon him the guilt of us all. Though he was harshly treated, he submitted and opened not his mouth, like a lamb led to the slaughter, or a sheep before the shears. He was silent and opened not his mouth. Oppressed and condemned, he was taken away. And who would have thought any more of his destiny? When he was cut off from the land of the living and smitten for the sin of his people, a grave was assigned him among the wicked and a burial place with evildoers. Though he had done no wrong, nor spoken any falsehood, but the Lord was pleased to crush him in infirmity. If he gives his life as an offering for sin, he shall see his descendants in a long life, and the will of the Lord shall be accomplished through him. Because of his affliction, he shall see the light in fullness of days. Through his suffering, my servant shall justify many, and their guilt he shall bear. Therefore, I will give him his portion among the great, and he shall divide the spoils with the mighty, because he surrendered himself to death and was counted among the wicked. And he shall take away the sins of many and win pardon for their offenses. Wow. God is love. Let me say that again. God is love. The entire Bible, every book in the Bible, every page in the Bible is summed up in that reality that God is love and that we must love one another. But we also see and hear throughout the scripture that we do not get it. From Genesis to Revelation, we do not get it. That's why we see tribes turning away, judges not living up to their calling. Today, 2022, we do not get it. Just like the mob that gathered after being freed from slavery to build a golden calf. Just like the mob that gathered to condemn and crucify Jesus. Mobs that killed one another, stoned others. There are mobs today still hating one another. Prejudice, judgment, gossip. Arrogance, war, disease, poverty, materialism, no need for God, no need for the church. Mobs today that crucify Jesus. My brothers and sisters, we do not get it. Can't you see? God is love. Love one another. Jesus died. We never separate the cross and resurrection. But today on Good Friday, 
we make very clear that Jesus died for you. I have seen so many who have died. Grief and sorrow fill the room, and it seems all is lost. I felt that when my parents died. Death is something we try to avoid. We definitely do not want to think about it. I remember when the oncologist came to speak to our family when my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer. He said, Marlene, you have seven to 11 months to live. I remember crying so much and I asked, why is this happening? And we heard that diagnosis in September, 2003 and in May, 2004, she died. It's over. Death brings tears. You know, at the death of Lazarus, Jesus wept. Yes, death is hard. And today we embrace the death of our Lord. In the proclamation of the passion, there are tears. But my brothers and sisters, my friends, Jesus never, ever avoids his death. He never ran away from death. This day is not a funeral service for Jesus. Yes, Jesus died. But we must not look at today as if it is over. Good Friday is a bold proclamation. God is love. We must love one another. We might say, look at what those religious leaders did to Jesus. Look how they forced him to carry the cross. Look at how they scoffed at him, ridiculed him, beat him. Look how they took nails and made him bleed. Look at that crown of thorns. And there are those who focus their attention on, on all of that. Yes, it is hard. And it is very sad what was being done to Jesus. There is pain and suffering. But my friends, no one took Jesus' life from him. No one forced Jesus to suffer and die. I reflect on Pilate who says to Jesus, do you not speak to me? Do you not know that I am have power to release you and I have power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, you would have no power over me if it had not been given to you from above. For this reason, the son, the one who handed me over to him, to you, has the greater sin. You have no power over me. Jesus willingly gave himself. You know, in John's gospel, chapter 10, verse 11 to 18, we hear Jesus make this very clear. In these eight verses, Jesus spells this out five times. One, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Second, I will lay down my life for the sheep. Third, this is why the father loves me, because I laid down my life in order to take it up again. Fourth, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. 
Fifth, I have power to lay it down and power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. So you see, nothing that happened in his life was ever forced on him or came to him by surprise or by accident. Jesus says clearly and emphatically, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. Jesus freely takes the hate, the judgments, the ridicule. He takes it all. Jesus came to seek the lost. He is the Lamb of God. His death was the perfect sacrifice for sin, for our salvation. My friends, his final words on the cross clearly pronounce his gift to all of us. It is finished. And bowing his head, he handed over the spirit. It is finished does not mean it is over, but rather it is fulfilled. It is not a cry of defeat, but truly a victory cry. He is not focusing attention upon himself. He is focusing attention upon God and the work that God gave him to do. It is finished, is the triumphant cry that what I came to do has been done. All is accomplished, completed, fulfilled work. Bowing his head, he handed over the spirit. He gives us the spirit. He hands up his life. He was not a victim of death and no one took his life from him. His death was an act of love. Salvation is achieved not by our works, but by what Jesus freely chose to do. In his free acceptance of the cross, God, all of God's promises are fulfilled. God's church is founded. God's judgment is finished. And you and I are free. Behold the wood of the cross on which hung our salvation. Come, let us adore. In kneeling before the wood of the cross and kissing it, we are paying the highest honor to our Lord's cross on the instrument of our salvation. Because the cross is inseparable from his sacrifice, in reverencing his cross, we, in effect, adore Christ. Thus we affirm, we adore you, O Christ, and we bless you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. As you come before the wood, please say, I am sorry. I'm sorry for, for not loving. I'm sorry for condemning and judging others. I'm sorry for not embracing the Eucharist. I praise you, Lord. God is love. Love one another. God is love. Love one another. Have a great day. Be sure of my prayers.